Welcome to the Fansmanship.com podcast, coming to you from San Luis Obispo, California. Where you stand? Hey everybody, happy September, it's Owen here, and on today's podcast, I talked with former Cal Poly basketball great Donovan Fields. Donovan's interview was recorded uh, weeks ago, a lot of weeks ago, more than I care to admit, probably like six, seven weeks ago at least. Um, there's no good reason that I haven't posted it yet, uh, except maybe laziness and um, having to deal with some different, like, uh, I don't know, uh, shelter in place things. And I mean, I could make a lot of excuses. We're all, we're all not quite right right now, I think probably. So I'm going to be nice to myself as I've been encouraging other people to be nice to themselves and, um, and just not try to make excuses except just to say that I'm sorry I haven't posted this sooner because Donovan was certainly a fantastic conversation. Uh, Donovan, uh, started his own podcast and I'd recommend you go check it out. Um, with some friends from Newburgh, New York. Um, I wanted to talk to him about some of his experiences at Cal Poly and in general in basketball. And I think um, one of the things that that kind of shows with Donovan is this ability to kind of grind and to be in different places and uh, and and make things work wherever he happens to be. And um, he took the junior college route over a Division One school coming out of high school and ended up out here on the West Coast at Cal Poly and. Uh, he's one of the more positive spirits on the basketball court that I've seen, I think, over the past 10 years. Certainly one of the top, I don't know, three, four, five players at Cal Poly for men's basketball over the past 10 or 12 years. And um, a guy who, you know, uh, exuded joy on the court. He, he, he loved what he was doing every minute. And I know, other, you know, not, not everybody who loves basketball has to show it every minute, but it's really fun to watch guys who do. So um, we talked with Donovan about a lot of different things, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Again, sorry, Donovan, for how long it took me to post this. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous, but I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Here's Donovan Fields, Cal Poly alum. Welcome to this edition of the fansmanship.com podcast. I am joined today, excited to be joined by uh, Cal Poly basketball alum, Donovan Fields. Donovan, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. How you doing, Owen? I'm doing good. It's a, it's a weekend day. It, it was warm yesterday. I think I might be headed out to the beach later today because we can still do that, Missed that. <laughs> Missed that. <laughs> where where are you right now and uh I'm, and 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 how you doing i'm in my hometown of newburgh new york right now so we don't we don't have the the, the beaches and, and the sunshine like like california but i mean I'm, I'm home right now so spending time with my family and a few friends so it's been it's been cool to be home how is how are things in Newburgh with the uh, pandemic? And I know New York was hit real hard early on and maybe has been, you know, people have been paying attention and things have been recovering over the past month or so. I think uh, maybe a lot better than they have here in San Luis where things are kind of starting to peak uh, in terms of, you know, cases and everything else. How, how are things out there where you are? I know Newburgh's not exactly right in the middle of the city. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like New York City got hit pretty hard. Like um, my dad actually, uh, he commutes down to work, so he was telling us all about like the the riots and like the um the protests and everything that was going on um probably about two two three weeks ago. So I know it was getting pretty bad down there, but in Newburgh, actually, it's it's really crazy that all the George Floyd stuff um was happening because literally like probably maybe a month or so before George Floyd was killed, uh, an individual in Newburgh was actually killed by the police. It was a, a little bit of a different situation, like, as far as, like, him being, he was actually, like, he had a gun on him and everything like that, but it was, it was kind of a weird situation with how the police dealt with it. Like, they're still actually trying to figure out if they can release the video right now to, to, to we speak. They only released um, so they haven't released the, the video. No, right. they've only released they've only released like a series of photos that showed the guy that had he had a gun and they they're they're wrestling with him and stuff, but like they haven't released the whole video and it's been like probably a few months now since since that happened. But 
like Newberg is kind of in like a, a a weird spot because when George Floyd happened, I guess everybody in Newberg kind of felt it even more because it had just happened like a few weeks before. So, right. But, um, right, right now, like I mean, stuff kind of died down. There's not as many protests and everything like that. Um, probably about two weeks ago, like there was protests every weekend, like in the, in Newburgh and in the in the surrounding area. But um, right now, right now it's been kind of kind of cool and quiet right now. Got it, got it. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on is um, is because you and some friends of yours, I think, uh, started a, a podcast called Let's Be Real Eight Four Five, and we'll talk about that. I, I kind of wanted to have an open conversation with um, somebody who's experienced San Luis Obispo for a period of time and just kind of talk to you about, I don't know, what, what your experience, you know, was here, uh, has been here, you know, relationship with the city, et cetera, um, and, and the community around Cal Poly and around SLO, um, and just kind of have a, an open conversation. One of the things that, you know, the more, the, the more you read about things and the more, the more I, I say, the more I read about things, the more I kind of try to, try to uh, take, take a, a a longer view the more the more i realize you know that you know uh, maybe none of us know as much as we think we know about about the world about other people's experiences and um so that's kind of where where i'm at right now is just really trying to get an idea about you know different people's experiences and uh the, the podcast was was going pretty hot for a while there at the beginning of covid trying to get people's experiences with how they're dealing with the pandemic and i think the shift of you know in terms of social awareness yeah the pandemic's still a thing Yes, it's important. Yes, uh, you know, coronavirus is scary. Uh, but I think, you know, just the, the common thread of just being able to talk to people about about what their experiences are and and so forth. Um, you kind of let me know a little bit about how you are. Uh, what, what have the last few months been like for you? Man, <laughs> the worst part about it is I can't, I can't get in the gym to play. Like, that's probably the worst part. I can't. Like I have a hoop outside, but like it's just it's just not the same, you know. Like when you play outside at, at, in your in your home on your hoop, like at, after a while, like it kind of gets it just gets old and stuff. So that's been the the hardest thing for me as far as um for me individually during this whole COVID thing is just because like the gym that I normally have access to, like a little uh, school, like I can't I can't get in that gym and then any other gym that I could think of, like, even to go lift weights, like, I can't do none of that stuff, so, like, really, like, I've been doing, like, little stuff here and there at home, but, like, like it, get, it gets really tough, like, it's hard, it gets hard to motivate, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, there are plenty of people that have to go through this, but that's probably yeah. been the hardest part for me, is just basketball in general, because, like, I love to play basketball, and that's the one thing that I really can't, can't do right now. I'm an old wash guy, but, um, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, one one of my main staples was I had a rec center membership and I'd go and I'd just go at lunchtime yeah. or whatever and I'd just go shoot till I made, you know, 50 or 75 shots or, you know, what, like I had little games that I'd play and, and that would get me moving and keep me moving. And so yeah. um, it's been a, I mean, it's been, what, four months since I've shot in a gym um, now. It's what, I, can't I, guess, yeah, I, I lost count a long time ago. I lost count. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I've been thinking about like, you know, I, I, Cal Poly, the rec center is the, uh, the COVID, uh, what's the word? It's, it's the, it's the auxiliary oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I heard emergency that. center. So they set it all up and I think it's still set up in there, but I'm like, that's where I play hoops. I, I, I gotta be able to shoot in there. I'm like, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe someday I'll, you know, I'll be able to get back in there at some point. My, my daughter's school has some outdoor courts down the street and I don't, I don't really have a good basketball <laughs> for anything. Yeah, I mean, I grew outdoors. up, I played outdoors till I was in eighth, till I was in ninth grade. Um, we didn't have a gym in middle school, so um, so we practiced outside and and we played all, all road games. Yeah, we outside played all road is games. tough. Wow, <laughs> I'm not gonna so, lie, that's that's tough, man. Outside so every I'm, day for practice too. I would I'd be over it. Oh yeah, <laughs> blackout, man. We even played a couple games outside where like um, uh, yeah, the whole thing was set up. It's like on a little bit of an angle. It was great. You know, you oh, like first man. half, second half makes a difference. Um, yeah, it's, it's good times. Um, so, so like I said, you know, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to kind of have, you know, people share their perspectives and, and how things, you know, how, how, how they've experienced things. You know, you came to Cal Poly via New York and Texas, right, in between. Mm -hmm. um, what, what was your impression? I, I've asked a lot of coaches about this who've come to Cal Poly. Like, you know, you're not from San Luis. 
what's your impression when you get to San Luis um, and, and the area when, when you first visit or when you first are, are living here in San Luis Obispo? I mean, the, first, the very first thing I thought was like, yo, it's beautiful here. Like the beach and like just the scenery and everything, like the green of the, the hills and the trees, everything, the sun, like all that stuff was like all great. The one thing that like kind of surprised me was, cause I remember being on my visit, I came during the summer. So like I never got a chance to see like the whole student body and like how many, like, like as far as like how many white people compared to like black people and like other races and stuff. So I was here in the summer and like, I'm looking at all the, everything around. I'm like, yo, like, I, I mean, I, I'm all for it. Like I'm ready to do it. Not knowing that like <laughs> there wasn't too many black people or there's it's pretty much majority, large majority of white people. But like at the time, like I wasn't thinking about that because like in Newburgh, like where I went to high school, we actually, we actually had a really diverse high school. Like I had, I had white people that I was friends with, like, in certain, like, if I had certain classes, like, I would be with them, but then if I had other classes, like, I would be with people that look like me, so my high school, like, I kind of got to do both sides, but I've never really actually been, like, fully immersed into, like, being around, like, all white people, and me just being the sole, like, black person in the room, so that was one of the first things that I noticed, like, I didn't really notice it till fall, like, when classes start, and all, everybody comes in, I'm just looking around, like, like, dang, because I remember, I think I asked one of the teammates, like, about, like, the dynamics and stuff, and they told me, like, it was, like, pretty much diverse or whatever, but then I get here, and, like, I'm looking around, I'm like, dang, like, there's not too many black people, it's pretty much, like, all white people, but, like, I wasn't worried about it, because the only thing that I was focused on was the fact that, like, I got a scholarship, I'm going to school for free, and I'm playing basketball, so, yeah, those two things were checked off, so I'm like, man, I'm I'm good. I'll I'll deal with it. Whatever whatever that comes in my way, like any sure. type of obstacles, like I'm like, man, I I I'm all for it. And I've never had a problem with um white people like and and like being around them and stuff. So I was like, man, it was it was never something that I would see as being difficult. It wasn't yeah. until like I actually had to go to school here for like three years, and I just uh, just remember like there's plenty of instances that just things were said to me and it kind of, or things were done to me and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because of like my skin color and stuff. And that, it might not even have been somebody doing it like consciously. It could be like subconscious. Like one of the things we talked about on our podcast was microaggressions. And like, I could think of plenty of times where like, like I told a story one time, like I was in the, um, I went to go visit one of my friends and I was like, like anywhere, like I'm the only black person in the room. And like, I was fine with that. Like I was cool. I was like, whatever, it's, it don't bother me. But like the first thing, one of the girls in the room came out, like she didn't even ask what my name was like, like at all. She didn't like, she didn't know who I was. Like I played basketball. She didn't know who I was. She didn't even ask my name. First thing she asked me is like, what sport do I play? And like, I'm like, I play basketball. And then she's like, oh, I figured you played a sport. And I'm like, at first, like when I, I remember being in the, in the moment and I'm like, whatever like she maybe she just but then like after the fact going back and like breaking it down and like taking layer by layer I'm thinking about it like man sometimes like when, like I kind of felt in so like sometimes they that's all that they looked at me as is just an athlete because like the majority of the black people that are in slow or go to Cal Poly most of them are athletes so that's what they generalize us as but like it's kind of it's not a good it's not really a good thing to generalize people like that because I mean I'm pretty sure you know like how society like views athletes and they put them on like a, a higher pedestal and it's almost like they treat them as as if they're I don't want to say not humans but like they treat them differently because they're athletes they're under a microscope yeah yeah they're exactly they're under a microscope so they're they're viewed and their way they're looked at um by other people in society is totally different than somebody that just that just goes to school there so that that happened to me and I remember one time I was gonna time say I was, I was gonna say about that story you know it's it's one thing if if Donovan Fields is you know six eight two fifty yeah you know and you're like oh yeah you must be a basket you, you know you could probably give that person the benefit of the doubt if you're you know some kind of chiseled six eight two fifty guy yeah, um but 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 you're not you're not five eight. Yo, that's what I'm saying. I'm there's, the I'm the little short no five eight dude. Yo, I can't tell you. It, is, it don't got nothing to do. With, like I can't tell you. It don't have nothing to do with race. But I can't tell you how many times like 
I've told people that I'm on the basketball team at Cal Poly, and they've told me, like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, like, I, like to be like, I'm probably one of, I'm one of the best players on the team. And I'm like, literally telling you, like, yeah, I'm on the basketball team. And they're like, like I, I was in Sam's Club, and one of the ladies, she's like, you know, like they give out the little treats and stuff. So I was with Luke, uh, Luke Miko, and I think Josh. Uh-huh. I think they had, we had split up for a little while. And I went to the lady, she handed me the thing, and she's like, oh, your friends are so tall or something like that. And he was like, oh, do they play basketball? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're all on the basketball team. She was like, you play basketball? And I'm like, yeah, I'm on the team. She's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're like, I'm like, yo, I'm really telling, like, this lady telling me I'm not on the basketball team. And it's like, like I had so many, like, instances with that just because of my height. Like, I had to do it right. my height. Right. So that yeah. assumption, that assumption doesn't make, you know, yeah. it's hard like, to give that person the benefit of the doubt in that people, direction. But people would but assume that I play football. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm not even the biggest. Like, there's no way I play football. Like, play some cornerback. No yeah. <laughs> you would have been all. You would have been all right at, at at the corner. You could have lost some people down. Um, I, I know I mean, you. You I'm played football in high sure. school, right? Yeah, I played. I played. I played quarterback. Though. I didn't play. I didn't touch defense. <laughs> I play. I played defense. I played defense when I was playing like like Pop Warner and stuff, but uh-huh, once I got uh-huh. to high school, like everybody kind of kind of grew past me. Like I I pretty much stayed the same side. I grew I grew a little bit, but like as far as like building stuff, like I was never one of those guys. I played basketball all year round, so my body like right. I stayed lean all the time. So when right. I'm in the weight room for like like fall, like around October, September, when football like or the summer when football workouts start, like I'm lifting and I start getting bigger then. By the time winter come around, football season's over. All that mass that I done built up goes away. All of it just goes away. All of it just goes away because I'm playing basketball. So, football, so sorry, I, realized, I, didn't mean to, I realized that shortly. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were, you were getting ready to tell another story, maybe, but um, I just wanted to jump in there about that one that you taught, you know, that you told. Um, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you earlier. Yeah, no, the, the other story was on, I think we were, we were in a party and like it was, it was pretty. It was dark. Like there was no lights on. Like I mean, it was a party, slow whatever. It was a college party. I had my hat on, and like I had my hat on. Like it was, it wasn't low enough to where you couldn't see my face. But like it's dark, so like, like obviously, like you probably can't really see my face. So like I remember, like one time, I don't know what possessed this girl to do this, but she like, she like grabbed my hat, lifted it up, and like put a flashlight in my face, and was like, "Take your hat off." And like she literally put the flashlight in my face, and I'm like yo, like, what are you doing? Like, why would you even, like, what even possess you to even think, like, that was something that you could do, like, to, to not, not touch, but, like, touch my hat, lift it up, and then put a flashlight in my face, like, and I was just, like, that was another moment, like, that moment was, like, one of those, I was, like, that was just blatant, like, come on, like, why would you even do something like that? It's one of the things that I, when, when somebody touches my hat, or, like, if somebody flips my hat off, like yeah. that's like yeah, exactly. that's like instant go time for me. I don't know yeah, exactly. That's how it was for me. But then I'm like, oh, she's she like, I see red. I'm like, man, I'm not even gonna. I don't even want to go there. And then there would be a whole laundry list of problems that would even happen if something sure were to even take sure. place after that. So sure. I had to sure. Sure. pipe myself down in that moment too. But that was another moment where I was just like, yo, like that's just ridiculous. Like, come on. I mean, so I've talked with. I've talked with uh, the old football coach about it. I've talked with Don about it. You know, athletics at Cal Poly, you know, and, and you said it, it is, it is most of the, I mean, not most of it. It's, it's a lot of the diversity at Cal Poly in terms of ethnic mm-hmm. diversity is at Cal Poly, is, is in athletics, right? Um, and to your point about like, you know, people assuming that somebody's an athlete, right? Like, um, so, so I live in San Luis and I take photos of, basically every athlete at Cal Poly, right? So I think to myself, like, um, if I see, and, and, and this is something I've be, kind of become aware of, right? And I, it's not like I'm doing anything, but if I'm like driving down the street and I see, you know, somebody maybe with their back to me who's African-American, I go, oh, I might know that person. Like, I probably Ooh. know that person. And maybe that's, you know, again, this is like probably bias based, right? But like I go, hey, you know, maybe I could wait. I'm I'm a waiver, Don. So like, you know, I'm I'm somebody who wants to wave at everybody, right? When I'm driving slower waivers. That was one thing or, I had to get used to too. <laughs> Everybody's waivers. It's not like that in New York. So, like, so I'm like, oh, do, do I, you know? So, so I'm looking real, you know, when when I see somebody, I'm like, oh, that that might be an athlete that I know. Again, like it's based on what you just said. Like, a, there's a large, you know, um, the, the the a large portion of the 
of the black population in both, you know, might be an athlete at Cal Poly, right? So like, um, especially if they're, you know, young people. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at people, you know, hey, that, that's somebody, you know, who's, who's got a green sweatshirt on. Maybe they're, you know, but, but, you know, maybe, maybe that's, you know, indicative of something, you know, I, I don't know that I can, that I can literally like say that, like, hey, you know, that might be somebody I know. Um, and I get, you know, extra ready to wave. Cause like I said, I'm a waver. Um, as I try to people or whatever, you know, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely not, not the most diverse place, um, right away. Um, now kind of within groups, like, you know, when you asked your friend, is it diverse? They might've thought you meant within the basketball team, you know, if, if when you ask somebody, yeah, yeah, the basketball team is fairly yeah. diverse. But it's crazy that, cause like the basketball team, like, I mean, there was a few of us, like, I remember when I first got there it was me, Mark. Jalen and Vic like that was the first time I've ever been on a team where like the majority of the team was white, like white people like that was the first oh, okay. time in my life so like I, I already knew I already knew that like I was I'm already known like I know I, I wouldn't go to a school not knowing who's on the roster like so like for them like, they were to assume that it was like come on like why would I even be considering going here if I don't know who's on the team like so yeah, so I, I don't know what they thought I meant, but yeah, like they they must they completely misunderstood what I was talking about. Right, 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 right. So, um, in terms of like your experience in Slow, like what was was there anything that was surprising, um, in any kind of way for you that like that a after those I don't know I, I guess you described like you know having classes with where you're the only you know black person in the class that kind of thing. Um, but was there anything that was surprising? For you you know kind of down the line you were here for three years so um and and you'd been in different places i mean texas is a lot different than newburgh too you spent a year in, in somewhere in texas i don't even know where man were you, were you out in the middle of nowhere out there where, where were you in texas are you familiar with uh friday night lights the football movie uh-huh that's a that's that's exactly where like i was like 20 minutes from my high school you know that's middle of like middle of nowhere <laughs> middle of nowhere tumbleweed at, like crazy yeah yeah. How how did how did that place in Texas compare um to being in San Luis? It doesn't in general. <laughs> it doesn't. Like like I said, <clears throat> tumbleweed, like nothing to do at all. Like literally How about nothing. the people? How about the people, people or like how Um, I mean, I really we really didn't get into the community like that because like I mean, at the end of the day, like it was junior college, so people didn't really take notice to it until like we started winning like we was winning a lot once we won um we won our conference championship and then once we won the regional championship that's when like news started coming like news coverage started coming like I remember they came into practice and I, they actually interviewed me one time like on, on, the, on the news but um yeah we never really had like a like a connection to the community like that um we kind of started to yeah just stuck to playing like our coach really was worried about getting guys to the next level and pushing right. us through to get get guys to go to class and like simple stuff like that because like you know juco is like man it's like there's man, a wide range yeah like we were all types of people like from like that had two like crazy events in their life like but it's like people that like i've pretty much been around my whole life being from newburgh like i've been around like some of the most ruthless people and then been around some of the like the nicest people you feel me so like, i've been i've been on both sides so you went to JUCO. Did you go because you didn't have any scholarship offers? Did you go because your grades weren't good? Like, I, I guess I, I can ask you that now. Like, what? how did you end up at JUCO? See, that's the crazy thing. Like, people, I remember when I chose to go to JUCO, and, like, people were like, what are you doing? Like, why would you? Because I actually had a Division One. I, I had two Division One scholarships. I had a scholarship to, to Morgan State. That's where I originally committed, but I never signed. So I committed there. I, I was in prep school at the time in North Carolina, and – I had went so you on went to prep school in between. So you went to high school, you did a year at prep school, and then you went to JUCO. Yes, it was a road to get. I wanted to go D1 so bad. Like, I wanted – it was nothing that was going to stop so me. So Morgan State just wasn't for you in the end. Yeah, like Morgan State – it wasn't that Morgan State wasn't for me. The JUCO coaches, like, they kind of stole me. I'm not going to lie because they, they drove – they saw me play. We went to a tournament in Myrtle Beach, and one of the coaches was there, and – he, like, he watched, like, we played, like, three games. He was at every game. He was, like, he, like, fell in love with me, like, my game and stuff. So I, I went, um, I left uh, prep school. It was probably, like, um, like around March or April. 
I'm like rocking my Morgan State stuff. Like, yeah, I'm going D. I'm going to Morgan State. So then, where, where else did you have an offer? You said you had another offer too. I ended up getting an offer from what was it Canisius University uh-huh. in, up in uh-huh. Niagara, but that was like later in the summer, like before I left to go JUCO. But I, I, I'll I'll bring that in later. But yeah, yeah. Um, the coaches they drove from Texas all the way to New York. They had they had an event to go to New York, but like they figured like yo we're gonna stop see. So, like, literally, like, they take my family out to dinner. Like, we're talking and stuff. And, yo, like, they – they were probably one of the best recruiters because, like, they really convinced me to go from a Division One to a JUCO. Like, they were telling me, like, yeah, we feel like you could go higher than Morgan State. Uh, and, like, I believed it, too. Like, so, like, they, they, they pretty much fed me that dream. And, like, I mean, it worked out at the, at the end of the day. But, like, they, they did a marvelous job recruiting me. I remember we my, – my head coach, his name is uh, Trey Arnold, he actually – Came, we actually went to the gym, my, my gym here in Newburgh, and he was like, yo, if you beat me in a shooting contest, you don't have to sign. If I beat you, you have to sign. That was a game, like, he ended up beating me, but, like, I was just like, damn. <laughs> and, like, yo, like, he's probably one of my favorite coaches, like, like ever. Like, it's a, it's a white dude. He's probably one of my favorite coaches ever. Like, that time in Odessa with him, like, you know, like, that was probably one of the, like, as far as basketball goes, that was probably one of the best. I was there probably, like, eight months best eight months but they came to New York did all that then after that like I literally next week called up Morgan State told them like I'll decommitting blah 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 that was that was a whole crazy like man so I decommitted from Morgan State and I'm like like what are you talking about they're like what are you talking about exactly yeah man I can't even tell you how many people told me like coach I remember and then after um I decommitted from Morgan State I signed to Odessa so that's NJCAA so technically even though I'm signed to Odessa, like NCAA schools could still recruit me and I could still sign. So it's probably like August, I think. Yeah, it's about August. And I'm getting ready to pack up for Odessa. And then I get a phone call from Canisius and they're telling me like they have one more spot. They have one more scholarship. They just need a, a guy to come in. And like, I, I probably thought about it for like a, a few days, but like, I know I didn't visit Canisius and I was like, I'm not, I don't even want to, Deep, like commit to a school that I even visit, especially like a Division One. And I didn't really want to go up to Niagara too. Like it's cold, snow. Like I'm like I don't even. Yeah, want to upstate is not. Yeah. I'm like I don't even want to do that. So I I told the coach like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Odessa. And the coach literally like this is the coach. He literally said, "You're gonna choose a junior college over a Division One." And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he just hung the phone up. Like he didn't say nothing else. He literally just hung the phone up right there. And I remember that and I was like, yo, dang, did I make the wrong decision? Like there were so many there were just so many like people, like even people in Newburgh that was like, like why are you going to junior college? This and that. Right. Ended up going to Odessa and man, like <laughs> that's probably one of the best teams I've played on in my my life in my, my life. Well, and you get to see a different place, man. Like you know, I know like after after college, I, I value time that I spent in other states and other places too, in terms of getting getting out and and seeing seeing the world and how how other people live and what other mm-hmm. what other places are like. I lived in north northwest Florida for a couple of years after mm-hmm. after college was over, and that was definitely a culture shock coming from like. Uh, Slow County and then San Diego where I went to college and then I went to like, you know, north of Tampa for a couple of years and it was a, uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. So yeah, for sure. I, I, I can totally picture, um, you know, how, how interesting that, that must have been. So, um, so you're sharing your perspectives on your podcast with these, with, with your friends. Who, who are you doing the podcast with? It's three oh, people, right? Yeah. They're like my, pretty much like my brothers. Like I've been with them from AAU days when we was like, so you guys played hoops together. Yeah, yeah. So one yeah. is Jaquan Slinky Jones and Jabari Wells, both those okay. guys. So we're pretty much like in Newburgh. We just feel like we're we're a group that's like everybody knows like us three. Everybody knows we're always together. So it was more one of those things where it was like you know we feel like we have a voice and like people in Newburgh like they'll they'll listen to us. They'll hear us out. And we was like man there's a lot of stuff that we learned or experiences that we've had that some people in Newburgh might not necessarily get because one of the things about Newburgh is like, especially in the inner cities, like people, like they grow up here and more times than not, like they don't leave Newburgh. So they don't get to see outside. So like we're, we're one of those groups of people that like 
Like I've been, like I said, North Carolina, Texas, to California. Slinky's been um, to Illinois, to uh, to Florida. Like he went, to, he just finished up school in Florida. He also went to Quinnipiac and Connecticut. Jabari, he's been to Kansas. Now he's living in Minnesota. So like we've all been different places. We've seen things and we've also learned things. So there's experiences and there's things that we've learned that we could pretty much communicate to people here and they even might learn something because like you said, like when you when you stay in that bubble, like there's certain things that you won't you just won't experience because you're you're just comfortable because you're you're in that space that you're so used to. It's not until you go outside of that you start learning things about the world. You even start learning things about yourself. Yeah. Contrasted perception, right? Like um being able to to compare and contrast situations and and everything else is a is a big deal and you know you talked about the bubble certainly certainly uh that that can go you know multiple ways in terms of people and their ability to um to perceive you know other people's um other people's perspectives i think that's that's the place that really um made me you know i, I always feel like i have an open mind on and and, and that's the people that's the place that made me really serious and urgent about actively seeking out other people's experiences when I start hearing about experiences that are so outside of what I would ever picture people having in my town yeah. at at the school that you know that I'm at a lot you know like again like I I spend hours dozens hundreds of hours on campus every year you know in specific situations but that doesn't mean that I necessarily understand where people, you know, what, what people's uh, experiences are. Right. And, and so being able to, you know, hopefully seek that out in your podcast is a place I listen to, I think, uh, you know, like half of the first one. Um, and, and I think it's a place where you can start to, you know, understand what other people's experiences there are. And, and once you do that, once, once we can both jump off from a kind of understanding, I think conversations can be a lot higher level. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's exactly what we're trying to achieve. So, so it's just like, man, like there's so many things that like I learned like in college, like I know like if I would have stayed in Newburgh, like I probably wouldn't have even know what some of these things were or even experienced something. So I know there's a lot of people here that probably like they're not necessarily looking to go outside of the bubble, but it's like when you when you hear it, it's almost like it it, it could even push you to go see other things like it could push you to to go uh strive to to have new experiences and see new places so that's one of how the yeah yeah and, and and you guys are talking about a lot of um you know a lot of things and experiences and so forth on you know on your podcast in terms of police brutality and other things um how how has your i guess perspective has your perspective on on some of those issues changed over the past few months um uh or 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 how's that been for you you know personally in in those directions you know like especially something like police brutality it's like like this day and age like with technology twitter and instagram like you right. see it all the time and like me like cuz like I was communication so like a lot of a lot of stuff that we talked about in class like I pretty much learned about all of this stuff at Cal Poly so it's like it's crazy that like I was learning about a lot of stuff and like I could see it happening for in like in real time. So like I see social media and like I'm seeing like like I know police brutality, like that's something like in, like it's been happening. Like there's like especially in Uber, like it's been happening. Like we've had we've actually had riots like in the seventies, like just like the LA riots, like my city's had riots pertaining mm -hmm. to police brutality and stuff like that. So and even leading up to to the um George Floyd stuff, like, there was a bunch of businesses coming out, like, because, like, when, like, I told you about that one the uh, kid that I killed, yeah. out of here, yeah. like, there was a bunch of people on Twitter, like, there was white people and stuff, like, saying all these derogatory things, like, just about, about the kid, but, like, it's like, you know, the, the, the kid is, like, he's dead now, so he can't even speak for himself, and then at the same time, it's like, they were generalizing everybody in the inner city to everybody from Newburgh because like that's one of the things that I always noticed about Newburgh is like we get such a bad rep and like some simple as like one year the headline for Newburgh was murder capital of New York and like I oh, really yeah that like Newburgh like that's a bad spot like there's people like 
if you ask anybody like in the surrounding area, like you ask them about Newburgh, like they, it's always something negative. Like they think something huh. negative about Newburgh. So my thing, like especially when I was in high school, like like I know myself, like I was always trying to be that person that's like showing the world, like yo, like there are good people in Newburgh. Because I know there's people like me, my my friends, like Slinky and Jabari, like they're they're good and many more people. Like these small like instances that might happen in Newburgh, like with crime and stuff like that, that shouldn't be what you use to generalize the entire, the entire population. And that was one thing that, that constantly happens, like playing Pop Warner in, in high school, like when people come to Newburgh, like everybody's like, oh, like we're going to Newburgh, like we got to be careful. We, we don't want to get people, oh, we don't want to get shot, we don't get robbed, like, that's just one of those things that people think about, and, like, I, I, like, I live here, and, like, I don't necessarily live in the inner city, but, like, since I played basketball, and I played Pop Warner, like, I was, I pretty much grew up down there, like, everybody, all my friends, they're all down there, so I'm always down there with them, and, like, just to, to hear people give that negative light on Newburgh, like, that's the only thing that comes out of Newburgh, and I'm, like, yo, like, there's plenty, like, there's, I have plenty of friends that play football, basketball, or don't even play a sport, and they're, like, doing all these great things, going to school and, like, getting scholarships, right. doing right. all this stuff. So that was just something that we always felt like, man, we want to shed that that light on Newburgh. Like, tell them, like, what's really going on. Like, let's be real about what's really going on. Like, we have all these different injustices that, that also go on, but, like, there are also people that are here doing the right thing. There are people that are here that are striving to, to be great kind of defending your hometown a little bit in terms yeah. of the, the, the dialogue and the messaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that was all about, man. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you, like, how many times, like, like, the one narrative that we, that I, I can't even, like, I can't even explain where it came from, but, like, like, Pop Warner and stuff, like, we would go, like, away to, like, go play games and stuff. Like, our coaches would tell us, and, like, I believed it to the point where, like, coaches would tell us, like, yo, you guys, you're not going to get any calls. They're not going to play fair. It's because you guys are from Newburgh. And it was right. simply because of that. Like, that's what they would tell us. And right. we we took that. Like, that's how we felt. And, like, I now like now that I'm older, I could kind of see why people think that because I see how people view Newburgh. People view Newburgh as such a, such a bad light. Like, I think because we got a few people that are, um, like, athletes that are from, like, the New York area. I'm uh-huh. not sure, but Joe was telling me a story. Somebody um yeah. was speaking to him about Newburgh and was like, Oh, Don's from Newburgh? And like the person was like, you know, I'm surprised he made it here. And I'm like, dang, like I mean, I guess I could see because I'm like, yo, people don't really it's really hard to make it out of Newburgh for one thing. But like the person mm-hmm. the person that Joe was speaking to was like, yo, I'm surprised Don made it out here. Like Newburgh, man, I don't even want to go to Newburgh. Like that's such a like it's such a bad place. So like that, right. that was another thing about now that was a recent story. Like Joe told me this is probably about like a few months ago. Like last time I seen him, Joe was like, you know, I was speaking to so and so, like, you know, he's from I think he's from like Long Island. And he's like, right. Don's from Newburgh. Like, man, I'm surprised he made it out here. Like, man, if I if I drive past Newburgh exit, like I'm not getting off that exit. Like st- st- wow. stuff like that. Like Newburgh wow. is, has such a bad rep. And it's, a bad rap, right. Such a bad rep. Like I understand, like, there's definitely, like, there's crime and stuff that goes on, but, like, for you, for you to use that and to generalize it about the entire population, like, that was one of the things I always had a problem with. That's interesting. That's interesting in terms of, like, um, feeling like somebody's overgeneralized um, based on where you're from, and it, and it might give you a different perspective than some on, on some of the overgeneralizations, you know, that, that people make in, in general, too, in terms of talking about or people either from places or who look a certain way or whatever too, um, in terms of your sensitivity to that as well and an ability to talk about that too. Um, so you're missing hoops, you said. Man. Not, 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 to, not to totally change gears, um, <laughs> but, but that was like the first thing you said when we got on and started talking. Yeah, like I, I probably, like I've been playing, like probably last month I've gotten a few times to get in the gym, mm. like open runs and stuff like that, but. Nice. Yeah. The first three months, man, I didn't. I don't think I touched the basketball. Like, it wasn't safe to, right? I mean, what are you gonna do? Exactly, it wasn't safe to. So it was like it might, was it might still not be. I don't know. Exactly, exactly. That's the thing. It really, it's just, it might still not be. But it's like, man, like 
I I, I just remember being in quarantine, like quarantine for like two and a half months, and like I would do dribbling and stuff like I was used to when I was younger, but like now it's like man, like, doing this every day, it's like I need, I need a hoop, I need a shoot, like I just I just want more, I just want more. Any other perspectives in terms of like again, like I feel like I need to hear other people's perspectives about experiences in San Luis Obispo. Like any other perspectives or experiences that that you want to share as somebody who who uh who was here for you know three years and I you know like students get to like parachute in and out of flow you know what I mean yeah. like it's kind of interesting and and everybody's going to have like a totally unique experience because of that because everybody comes from somewhere different but you know any, any other any others that you that you feel like sharing one one thing that was always like funny to me, I didn't necessarily think of it as like a bias towards me because like I'm black and stuff or an athlete, okay. but it's just, it's just very like, it's interesting to like, just think about it and break it down. Like when we would, um, like I told you, like people will always constantly ask us like, what sport do we play? Like just assuming what sport we play. And then following up that question was like, oh, what's your major? So like me, Marcellus, like, Joe, we all used to joke around with people all the time. Like, they'll be like, yo, what's your major? We'll be like, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm an engineer or aerospace. aerospace engineer. And people would look at us like, no, like, what? No, you're not. Like, telling us, like, no, even though we're lying, but it's just funny that people wouldn't even believe us off the, off the jump of us saying that when, like, even like if we were like why couldn't we be an aerospace why couldn't we be there are athletes that are yeah i mean there's exactly. football players that are yeah yeah plenty yeah. of athletes that are that are aerospace or engineers and stuff like that so that was one dynamic that i always was like man like why why do people like kind of think this way or why do they see it this way because like we used to do that all the time like just playing around with like people and stuff they'll ask us like what's our major and stuff and we'll just be like yeah, well, yeah i'm aero like meanwhile we're communications <laughs> it's like we're communicating we're all communication i think matter of fact i think uh i think Silas was like sociology but like we were we always just say like some the top majors at cal poly like it was always engineers like you know engineers like that's top notch right there like, <laughs> architects right right yeah, right, yeah. We were all, yeah that was that was sell thing architectural engineer or something some crazy <laughs> something crazy like that that was always sales line but I'm not laughing because he couldn't have been. I'm I'm laughing because yeah, it's funny yeah, to picture yeah. you guys telling people stories and watching yeah. their faces. Yeah, we all used to do that, and like, oh, if I tell you to look on their face, it would be such disbelief when we used to say that. It would be like, what? Like, there's like they would be like, there's no way. But it's like, yo, like, why not? Why couldn't we? Why couldn't we be there? Mm -hmm. That's just something funny. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's super interesting. Um, where can people find a podcast that you're doing? I know you're doing a podcast and um and and how would you describe it to people i mean you've kind of given you've kind of given some uh background in terms of newberg and the people who you're who you're uh who you're podcasting with um and kind of what your guys is um you know what what what, what your pod's about a little bit but if if if, if you want to give it a plug now now's a good time yeah so the podcast we upload it every sunday to youtube at let's be real 845 and then let's also, be real 845 okay let's be real 845 and then to keep up with like updates is like we post um we post stuff on instagram and twitter and uh, we're working on getting it on facebook as well but let's be real 845 on instagram and uh twitter just to get updates and to keep up um with us um as far as like knowing when we're um posting the episodes or like even we post little highlights of of the week's episodes stuff like that so Let's be real, eight four five. Let me just make sure I, there's no underscores or nothing in there. But. And you can find the podcast if, if you're just a if you're just a podcast listener and you don't really want to like search on YouTube for it too much and you're just like, hey, let me listen to it in my car or something like that. Um, where could you find that? You could find it. You said Anchor. Yep, Anchor. Anchor.fm. Um, let's be real, eight four five. Everything is the same pretty much across the board. Let's be real, eight four five. Only, Are there only, spaces? No. Um, yeah, you could space it. No matter of fact, on Anchor, there's no spaces. Okay. Anchor, there's no so, spaces. Okay. So that's going to be... Yeah. See if I can find that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, so you so can I'm, check that out, and I'm sure it's going to be expanding to other, like, you know, things like, you know, what would you say? You said, like, uh, Spotify, and it Spotify. pushes it out to some other stuff. 
Yeah, a few different uh different platforms. Yeah. So one thing that it's it's Sunday Sunday evenings that you're putting them out, and you yeah. just started. Like you got you got what three episodes out as of today. We started like three weeks ago. Like it was one of those things. Like Slinky was like, "Yo, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for?" And it was like, you know yeah. what? All right, let's 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 get it started, man. Let's let's get it done. I love it. I love it. You know, um, the well, website. You're a pro at the podcast game, man. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, like that's how that's how fansmanship started, Don. Like we we were three guys who grew up together, and we said we want to write about stuff. Let's have a place to do it. And so we got a website built, and we wrote about stuff for a long time, and we started the podcast later, and then. Um, it's kind of just me now. I'm the last man standing. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're 28, it's a lot different than when you're 38. So uh, <laughs> 30, 39 now. So uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the hustle and um, and everything that it takes to go into it. But if you're you know interested in in again kind of an open conversation, a real conversation, then it's a good place to to check out Don Fields. Um, uh, what do you think about sports right now? Like, because we're about to go. I, I wanted to ask you about this. So you're a college athlete, right? You're you're a guy who played hoops in college. Nothing, nothing gets you more antsy than not being able to play the sport that you love. Um, for me, it, I mean, I'm like this this year for for athletics here at Cal Poly, man. I I am like pumped. Like before COVID, I'm like, dude, next year there's like a new football coach. The 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 offense is going to be totally different um you know they're going to pass the ball a ton probably it's going to be like this i'm going to have to fix i'm going to have to figure out how to like shoot pictures differently cuz like right now you game planning <laughs> i i was game planning yeah like in in like last year last last mm-hmm. basketball season you know like november i'm game planning okay um basketball team has like seven new faces next year six freshmen and like dudes who are good i think i mean you you hung out in socal with some of these guys and and hoop with some of these guys like Cam and Cam, man, Brantley. The one, man. Yeah, Brantley. I see. I think I seen Brantley play a few times. But Cam, yeah. I train. I trained with Cam like like a few weeks out the summer. And like yo, he he's gonna be a good one. He, the fans gonna love him. I'm telling you why. Just watch. I don't gotta say no more, man. I don't want. To say no more. I, I want him to I mean, create his own little little thing, but. Yeah, no, nah, he's gonna he's gonna be really good. Like I'm excited to see. Yeah, him. and Brantley, there's a kid named Dyson from Utah who's in like a crazy good like conference out there. There's a kid from like San Diego who's like six six and looks like he could be a like a like grow into his body like some kind of beast, you know. Um there's there's uh the two kids from modern day, which mm-hmm. is like a super high level man, hey, I'm like who cop I seen I yo, it's crazy. I was at uh, one of the spring flings like well, AAU, like I think it was like it was probably like a year ago. Like Vic took me. Like we was watching Compton Magic play, and we was watching. Uh-huh. I forgot who else we was watching, but like I seen the kid Aiden play, and like I didn't even know. I didn't even know who he was, but like I remember watching him play. Like yo, he he's pretty good. And then now like full circle, like he's going to Cal Poly. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm excited to see him too. But like yeah, him and yeah. Cam are probably the two that I'm really excited to see play. So so I'm like all I'm all jacked up. Like there's a bunch of freshmen coming in. Like things yeah. are things are moving. And then like this COVID thing hits and I'm like, ah, um, yeah, that's so, so what, I mean, as somebody who's played before, like, like what would be the minimum for you? Like, what would be the way that you would think about like, oh, this, this would make sense for us to like try to play. And I, I know there's probably guys who go like, man, I'll play, I, I'll play right now. I don't care. There's, you know, there's, there's people who have like that perspective all the way to like, man, things better be like really in line for me to even want to risk playing you know what I mean and, and everything in between where do you stand on, on that kind, on yeah, that kind of I'm the guy like yo let's go I'm ready to go I want to play I want to play right like we if you were to tell me tomorrow like yo Don suit up tomorrow right now like with, with everything going on like I'm 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 going like without a doubt in my mind but it's like one of those things it's like yo I love I love basketball so much and it's like like I think this this COVID thing is really showing us it's like yo at any moment like it don't even like people think like injury would be something that stops sports or stops an individual from playing, but like now you got a whole different animal like in COVID, like that's shutting everything down. So it's like almost like you you don't know when your last time is gonna be when you play. So it's like you gotta take every every opportunity that you get to play. Like that's how I'm I've been looking at it now. It's like every time somebody hits me for an open gym, like I'm like, oh, I got I have to be there because I'm like, yo, I don't know when the next time I'm gonna play is. So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm all for like the 
like I completely understand why people want to take precautions and stuff like that uh, for when it comes to like playing. But like I've always been one of those guys that's been like, man, roll the balls out, like let's go, like let's let's play, risk it all. too much. <laughs> you, how, how many people you know that have that have uh, that have been affected or or, or or caught COVID? Like, have you have you talked to people who've had it? Um, one of them, I know a few people like in my hometown that I actually knew they actually had it. Um, but other than that, like. I didn't really have anybody close really that had it. I definitely know it's a real thing. Like my mom, she's not playing with none of the, like the first, like first like months, she was not letting nobody leave. Like yo, she was, yo, she was not trying to let anybody, like she was on all of us. She was on my dad. Like, like we had, we had our system going, like, yo, if we leave the house, like it was really my dad. Cause he was going to work. He has still had to work and stuff, but we had a system like yo. When you leave the house and you when you come back, like you're not coming through the when you're not coming through the front door. Two, like you go through the garage and you have to take all your clothes off in the garage. And as soon as you step foot in the house, you get right in the shower. And that was it. Mail, mail came in. Mail's getting wiped down like in the garage. Like the, literally, there was no traffic through the front door probably for like a good two and a half months. Cause like, like was our food that. that our food that that doesn't need to go in the fridge just sits in the garage for like three days. Yeah, yo, yes. yeah. We stacked up on food, like, cause I remember, I remember when um before COVID hit, like I was watching, like when I was still in, I was still in, uh, I was in Riverside. I actually live in Riverside now, and I was like doing like Instacart and grocery shopping, like for people and stuff. And like this was around the time where like diapers and cleaning supplies and toilet paper was going off the shelves. Like, oh, and I remember I was in Sam's Club one time. And, like, you know the freezer section at Sam's Club? Uh-huh. The entire, like, there was, like, four aisles. The entire freezer section was empty. Like, right. the, the bread, all the bread in Sam's Club was gone. So, yeah, this whole this whole COVID thing is really, show, I guess, just showing us a so, whole new type of. So, so you're, you're. So you got a place in Riverside. So so you were you were staying in SoCal, but you came home for COVID stuff. Is that kind of generally what I should picture for that? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So so you're in Riverside. Um, you're interacting. You're working out with guys like Cam. You're probably seeing Vic some. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. You, I know you guys are tight every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and how much you know? Like obviously, um, Cal Poly basketball coach John Smith is from Riverside too. How much how much interaction did you get to have this last year with guys you know who were who were hooping and stuff and what did that look like for you in terms of um, you know not in general or just or, overall? or just overall I know I know you got to go to some games down in Southern California when they went down there and stuff like that yeah so yeah I mean like when I'm down there like I know the summertime like when all the all the guys are home <clears throat> summertime is like the best time that's why I'm trying to I'm really trying to go back now because like I'm literally watching. Even though like COVID going on, like there's people working out. And it's stuff. wild out here right now, Don. Yeah, I, I know, but like I be like, and I understand that, but like, I see guys like Kyle Allman or Khalil Amada, TJ Shorts, like all these guys, like they're all in the gym working out, and I'm like, man, I'm home, I don't have a gym, like I need to be able to keep up, like that's that's how my mind is working. I'm like, I'm trying to be able to keep up with them, but like, yeah, the summertime's like. Like the kind of level of competition out 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 there, man, it's it's ridiculous. Like you can I can't get that. I'm not getting that here. Like, like not even not even Drew League, but like even just pickup just, games. Just pickup. Like when I tell you, like pretty much every every individual is from this Division One school, or or this guy's a pro here, pro here. Like it's nonstop. Like the level of competition is crazy. You know when I knew when I when I kind of thought that. Uh, that Polly was going to be good the year they went to the tournament. Uh, Chris Eversley and David Nawaba were playing uh, in the in the Drew League. That was the first time I ever heard of the Drew, and uh, and I was like, oh, we got two guys playing in this league. I guess that's cool. Like, and I, I, I've always kind of wanted to go down there and check it out. And now it's like probably too big for me to like even go take pictures at or something. You know what I mean? Like, especially like media, you might you probably will be getting in there. It's big, it. big. It's it's big time. It's big time. But but uh, <laughs> it's like it's like celebrities walking in and out of there. Like it's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. But I was just saying, like you know, you get the idea that there's just so many, so much talent down there in, in SoCal. Like, speaking of Cam, I saw him in like a a pickup game with some of those guys you just mentioned. 
And I was like, oh, like on, on, on social media. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, he's, he's playing up a little bit. I like this. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting real good out there, man. I, that's why I need, <laughs> need to see. I need to be there. That's why I need to be there. I have to. I can't. I can't All right. Well, well, you got to be safe too, man. And I know, I know you're, you're, young and, you're young and healthy, so you probably have less to worry about. I'm over here overweighting with asthma, so I'm, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, uh, to, to keep it just like just keep a little bit in shape. Yeah. running a little bit more and, and doing my thing to, to try to uh, combat it for when it comes. No doubt. All right. All right. Well, listen, Don, I really appreciate you taking the time, man. If you want to find his podcast, you can find it on Anchor FM or you can uh, find it on YouTube where you can actually see the dudes. You don't have to, you don't have to just listen. You can see them if you want to watch it on YouTube. No. Um, it, it's uh, let's be real. 845. 845 is the area code there, right? Yep. Yes, yeah, sir. Right on. Right on. Well, Right on, Don. Hey, man, I really appreciate the time and uh, and best of luck with everything. And um, you know, hit 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 me up when sports starts again. I'd love to get your get your no thoughts doubt. and uh, and so forth. And next time you're in Slow, let me know. No doubt, no doubt, I will. Thanks for having me. Man. Hey, thanks for listening to the Fansmanship Podcast. For more podcasts and more in-depth sports discussion, go to fansmanship.com. Trouble town It's a lonely place It's true Street lights so bright They blind my vision And the people On the streets They beat me up Till I'm black and blue You lift me up Signs out on the streets direct.